Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Shafi Hossein. Shafi Hossein, how the hell are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad to have you on because you're just a big time stand up comic. And let me know. I mean, it looks like you have your own podcast, Americanized, and you just had Nick Vatterot on. Yeah, yeah, I love Nick. He's so funny and his improv skills uh, and riffing on the podcast were just so... <laughs> I imagine it was fucking hilarious. He had Mike Kaplan on and he talked up uh, one of his favorite jokes of Nick Vatterot's and I shared the story of, I think I went to exactly three open mics in my New York comedy career and he was at one of them. This is about 10 years ago. So just seeing him do his bit where he was a video game character running into the wall just had me in stitches. So it was cool to oh know that God. he kind of he kind of went on to be a big time comic. It's it's nice to be able to see that so early on, like 10 years ago. Yeah, he's ex- excellent. I, lo- I love his work. And so you guys riffed on the America, the U.S. dollar. So each one of your podcast episodes will have kind of its own spin. It sounds like you're about to have Brooks Whalen on. Yeah, so the idea is pretty much looking at an American idea or an invention or an event that kind of shaped uh, the rest of the world. Um, so the f- first few episodes were about, um, you know, I did a, I did one episode about Jerusalem and it, like the last one was about the U.S. dollar, um, having Brooks Willen come on to talk about um, just like an American engineering invention. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, these are big time names and things like that. So are you, are these kind of some of your, your buddies that you see down at the cellar or how are you kind of choosing your guest? Does it have anything to do with that episode's idea or does that uh, episode's kind of focus emerge after the guest gets recruited? Um, so these are people that I've worked with throughout the years um, and, and they have been like, you know, in touch and very kind and friendly to me. And like, you know, obviously they're big name comics. Um, yeah. And, and like they're very, very fun and, 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 and obviously hilarious. So the way I, I recruit, I guess, for episodes would be, so Nick has a podcast called Get Rich Nick, where he kind of talks about how to get rich, but like, <laughs> really, it's like fun way of yes. like scheme the system, but he failed every episode. Um, so when I, when I looked at the US dollar, I was like, he would be someone who would be very good. And he's like a writer for Bill Marsh, so he's like very knowledgeable as well. Wow. Um, but what I've, what I've seen is that like Americans don't really know, obviously I don't either, but most people don't really know how, um, you know, the U S dollar is impacting whatever or like immigration policy. So it's like, for me, a good way to learn. And at the same time, have someone I really admire talk about this important issue that affects so many people in a fun way, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. I think I learned a lot from each comedian who's on here. So it's so nice to kind of, you know, keep your ear open for any inside, you know, any, cause, cause comedians, you know, comedians of all stripes will have some in, inside dope as to something, even something I didn't know I should know. Like, you know, they're bringing on knowledge about TikTok. I'm like, holy shit. And then somebody just talked about Instagram streams. I'm like, I want to learn about that. So it's neat that you're kind of learning, learning while you're getting just laughing your ass off at Nick Fadera. And it sounds like penthouse comedy recently started up alive. Are you doing parks or rooftops? Or what are you doing? Yeah, penthouse comedy show is on a rooftop, um, like uh, um, in Upper Manhattan, I guess Upper East Side, I guess. Um, so we just had our first show on August 6th, and it was phenomenal. We had Matthew Burchard, wow. um, Martin, we had, yeah, we had like phenomenal comics. The next lineup, we have Mark Norman coming out, um, Nathan McIntyre. We'll have like great lineup for the one that's coming up on the 20th. 
So excited. Yeah. Wow. You had Chloe Radcliffe and Joe List and Chanel Ali. Like, this is pretty fucking amazing. Like, I just took down the Joe List special the other day and I talked with uh, Sarah Tolomash this morning. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, lo- I love Sarah, Joe. They're so great. Both of them are super kind and super yeah. fun. Yeah, it's, it's nice to find people who are kind as well as funny. So, yeah, let, let, kind of let me know, you know, your own comedy career. Like, are you talking about things like American Influence Abroad? Like, you know, was your upbringing such that you were able to kind of uh, witness that firsthand or not? Yeah, I was, I was like brought up in Bangladesh. So it's like, I guess I have a different perspective on how I see things, right? Because when you're too close to something, it's really hard to like <laughs> get it or think think about it. But like when I was like, you know, Growing up, I was obviously 9,000 miles away being influenced by American politics. Like the first episode is all about like how my country came into, uh, came into being and it was uh, so much American politics that kind of shaped um, the part of Bangladesh. So it was like, it was a fun learning project for me and, and I have had good feedback from people who listen. So uh, the, the reason I do anything is because uh, will I get? Will I learn something out of it? And I have been, so I will continue doing it as 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 long as it's uh, fun and I learn some new stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And kind of, what American influence do you do you see first in Bangladesh or whatever? Like, you know, what? Uh, and then when you when you're in America, kind of, what did you notice? Like, how did it differ from your expectation? And are you talking about that st- stuff on stage? Yeah, I try to. Uh, it's it's a lot of dichotomies, and you know. Um, looking at the different contrasts and comparing the two the cultures and people and all of that. Um, but like um, the US dollar has like such a global influence, obviously, like everyone is trading with it. Like even if you go to like Kuwait or whatever country, they, the Starbucks I talk about is, <laughs> they'll, they'll have it on their own currency and the US dollar, nothing else gets to be there, right? So like it's like small ways you can see how America kind of infiltrates in, in all of this uh, spaces. Um, like we may, like I talked with Alinga Mitra, but uh, he's a great comic as well. He wrote for The Daily Show. He has been on Late Nights, a uh, fantastic comic. And he, we talked about immigration policies and how, you know, just trying to understand why did we have a lack of South Asian creatives because of the policies that we had in this country. So it's kind of and a need to bring my perspective who was raised in Bangladesh and then he was born here to first generation immigrants and then talk about talk about our own uh, shared experiences as well. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and it sounds like it looks like he was on the, the show here improv by standups at QED. Um, you know, what's that show show like? Like if somebody, you know, if it, it sounds like uh, you're, is that something you're putting on regularly? It, it's, it says it's classic standup featuring an improvised scene. So, as somebody, so that, yeah, that, yeah. As somebody who's yeah, kind so, of done, done improv and hated it because I like the control of stand-up, you know, right. how are these controlling stand-ups uh, reacting to an improvised scene? Yeah, unfortunately, that we, we couldn't do that because of the pandemic. It was supposed to be in April 23rd of this oh. year. Um, oh, the idea, But the idea, which will bring it, bring it back after, you know, the lockdown is over, but the idea was pretty much for stand-ups to do their set and then at the end, all of us will take a suggestion from the audience and try to do an improv scene. So it's just like a fun thing ah. to try um, and see how we can relate to the improv culture and, you know, just uh, mix the two. I had a coach, improv coach, who would come and guide that, um, but that never took off. <laughs> and so, like, wait, you take something from somebody's set and the rest of the comics kind of riff on it a little bit? 
Um, we'll, we, we, we would take suggestions. Maybe that's why we had the log done because we wanted stand-ups to do improv. Maybe that's why we had this entire thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm the reason. <laughs> well, that's cool. And then kind of how is, um, you know, as an American, you know, like just a fucking white man, you know, like I would think that America's uh, reputation abroad is just kind of uh, self-centered, um, maybe loud and entitled, maybe fat. And I, I feel like I'm probably all these things. Is that the kind of, you know, when you, when, when you got over here, did you notice that was true for the most part? Um, no, I don't like to generalize. <laughs> You're very <laughs> politic. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a lot of everything, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mixed bag of good and the bad. And you have to yeah. like understand why, why that is. It's just a product of the culture. And I think that's why I like doing this podcast that I'm doing is because I like to learn um, the real data and the science behind it so that I can have a more of educated understanding than just like, Oh yeah. Like the stereotype. Oh, that's cool. And, and as a comic, like you are, you just have your eye open for, as you said, the differences. It's not like, you know, g generalizations can prove productive or fruitful for comedy, but if you're able to kind of find the nuances, the nuanced differences in cultures, you know, that's, that's a hundred jokes as opposed to one joke about a generalized American, um, you know, stereotype. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it just, it just shows that you worked more towards a joke than just like did something that's easier. Yeah. yeah. I try to keep that in my mind when I'm writing anything. It's just like, is, is this, can, can this be done easily? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, the hacks, the, the hacks have the jokes about the stereotypes. It's only a Shafi Hossein who comes in and just blows, <laughs> blows that out of the water and says, dude, you guys just missed 400 opportunities for comedic gold because you guys just went at the stereotype. You guys could have found, you know, the nuanced differences of everybody in that culture and, and made fun of it. Well, that's, that's the goal, at least, try to be as original as possible, right? I'm sure every comic uh, tries to do that. At times, they miss the mark, maybe because they haven't been uh, watching a lot of good comedy. And that's, yeah. that's a problem for a lot of people because they try to stay away so they don't really understand what, is, uh, what has been done, I guess. And I don't think it's necessarily a them problem. Maybe it's because no one told them about it and they just like, keep doing the same thing. But... I'm sure everyone, if they knew, they would all try to be as uh, original as possible. Right? I, I, even that was nuanced. You know, it might not even be a them problem. It might be that nobody told them along the way <laughs> that there was 85 more comedians to watch. They didn't have to get I, up and uh, do, a, do a Chris Rock impression. And that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, on here I see with some big old fucking names, one of which is, one of whom is Gary Goldman. And so like, you know, when you say that, you know, these hacks, meaning hacks that you see just trying comedy for the first time, not, uh, not being told the right way to do things. Are you looking at people like Gary Goldman to find the right way to do things? Or who are some other comedians that you looked at along the way and found the right way to do things? Well, there's so many, you know, comedians uh, in America that are great. Yeah. Um, and and Gary is obviously one of the best, uh, has been over the years, and he's very original and tries to, you know, work really hard at his stand-up, and I have always admired that. There's so many people right now, like Joel Liz just came out of the special, he's so great and kind, Mark Norman, Nick Griffin, there's so many good comics, and I try to take the best of everything, and, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportunity that I get to work with this uh, amazing news. Oh yeah. To see some of these people workshop some of their stuff, you know, it's, I mean, you're farther along, but I'd love to see these shows just because, you know, have, have even Taylor Tomlinson on there, which you did at, at one of the, 
I think the nervous laughter show might not be your show. I don't know, but you're, you're on that bill with some of the big names, including Taylor Tomlinson. And she yeah. recently had a, she recently had a special that knocked it out of the park too. And so to see some of these people develop their act or to see it in a smaller room where they make it seem fresh through crowd work, that's just a fucking blessing of being pretty far along in comedy. For sure. I'm, I'm, I feel very lucky that I got those opportunities and that she's, yeah, like you said, fantastic comic. Oh, yeah. And so kind of how long have you been doing it? I mean, did you do it in Bangladesh first? I mean, do they, I imagine they have stand-up comedy over there, but the scene could be less robust. You know, what do you know, when did you start and what did you notice about the New York City scene? Is this the first American city that you started in? Is this kind of where you honed your chops? So I moved, I moved to the States for college and then after graduation, I started it. So it's been like, you know, uh, three plus years now. Oh, cool. And was Uh, it in, in New York the whole time? I was in Albany first, and then I moved down to the city last year um, to do oh, it. Obviously, um, you hit I, the ground. You hit the, you hit the ground running, man. You're you're pretty. You, you've got a lot of results to show for the relatively short period of time, don't you? I I think Albany was a good place to start because I started you know getting work at the Funny Bones and Saratoga uh, ah. Comedy Works and you know Syracuse Funny Bone, and I would drive everywhere. Like I'm driving tonight to go to Albany to do a show and, and drive back to the city. Wow. Yeah. Um, so were you opening up for some of the bigger people who came out to Albany? Yeah, so that's how I met like a lot of these comics that I, I know um, and that have been in touch with um, through, you know, the Funny Bones and uh, other other venues wow. uh, upstate. So it's been it's been really good. And the, starting out in Albany, it has been good because you can, you know, get get longer sets really quick. And then now that I've moved back, I still get to go back and do the work there for longer sets, which is nice. Yeah. And so like, you know, immediately when you got here, you had to go from long sets in Albany to maybe some mics in the city. Um, do you, you know, do you still do mics and, and, you know, how does it, I'm always reluctant to do them because it's just like, you know, it's, it's tough to find real audiences and, and tough to find people paying attention. Like when you got here, did you notice anything about the open mic scene that uh, was helpful or, or harmful? Um, yeah, it, it's, a, it's like I said, it's a, there are pros and cons to this as well, right? Um, I, I am a big fan of doing mics because I'm still like, you know, in the city, I'm still new, right? Um, and I have, I write a lot, so I have to like get my thoughts out there. So, yeah. um, so I do the mics, I'm still doing mics, you know, um, do shows and drive a lot, doing festivals whenever I can. Um, but yeah, con- the difference between mics in the city and mics upstate is that in upstate we actually had some audiences come out, so you could actually get responses, uh, yes. you know, faster. Um, so, but the 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 downside of that is you you had less number of mics than in the city. In the city, yeah. before, before the lockdown, you could have done like twenty mics a week easily. And then kind of how are you keeping the chop sharp? I mean, were you doing online comedy before the rooftop opened up for, for the recent penthouse comedy? Were you doing Zoom yeah, and Instagram I, Live yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I did Zoom all throughout. Um, and I, I, I actually didn't, I don't mind it. It's, it's nice. It's a different medium. And then I can actually structure my stuff really uh, in a composed manner. Because at times when I'm doing mics, I try to like, you know, rush through things or whatever. But like when I'm doing Zoom, I actually have the notes next to me, so it's really easy to like really get the thoughts out there and see if anything like is relatable to anyone. Yeah, I think I think Dustin Chaffin said something like it's tempting, you know, while you're doing a Zoom show, to kind of look at your stuff on your computer, you know, like look at the material, and you got to make sure you don't give into that uh, reflexive tendency to do so. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That that can be something that you need to like keep in mind when you're actually going back out there, but. 
I've been lucky to like get the you know uh, live shows already. Like Connecticut Comics and Mohegan Sun indoor comedy club is already open, and I, I was there last mm. week. And it was excellent. It was like completely people are like hungry for entertainment, and it was like a good time. It was really fun. Oh, good. Yeah, I think I just had Greg Stone on earlier today, and he was very funny. And I think he mentioned maybe going out to Connecticut. So it's nice to know that, um, you know, they're doing live shows. I had Olga Namer on, and she said that uh, they had erected a tent outside of Governor's. So it's it's cool that, you know, some of the better com- comedy clubs are finally, um, you know, rocking and rolling. Like Greg Stone said something like, well, there was always shitty shitty people putting on shitty shows, and those were the people who came up with shitty outdoor shows first. <laughs> You know, because uh-huh. they were always doing shitty shows before, whereas like a, a quality comedy club probably was like, how the hell do you keep quality control in an outdoor show? And it's nice to know that they're starting to figure it out or doing indoor shows, as you said. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a learning process, I'm sure, for everyone. I see. I see the camp out comedy thing here. And do I see you uh, speaking to a bunch of people on the on the footsteps? It builds itself as. It's at the Bethesda Fountain Central Park. That's fucking amazing. What a location. Some of these locations, you didn't even think that they could be stand-up. Didn't they do it outside the mat or something? I think they tried to, but it rained that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. One, one guy said he got heckled by thunder, and the next guy said he got rained out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, people are just, like, trying to do their best. Um, and I, I, I appreciate, like, you know, people trying to be safe and also trying to, you know, um, fulfill a desire in, in them, which is giving entertainment to the to the public who needs it right now. So yeah, and just hoping, nice. yeah, hoping you don't get a hassle. I think Eman Morgan had a hassle. He had a permit issue, and I think somebody ultimately apologized. I thought it was maybe a city councilman who ultimately apologized that the cops came out and and, and fucked with them a little bit. But um, I also had Eric Angel on, and he he used it kind of to his advantage. He had a bunch of pigeons that fucking like interrupted his set or crows <laughs> or crows or some shit. And he's like, yeah, I trained him to do that. You know, <laughs> it's usually, <laughs> it's usually yeah, usually just two of them, but there's a whole flock because there hasn't been comedy. So it's I mean, it sounds like the, the people at the forefront of doing these things the people who have done it successfully for so long and Shafi Hossein is one of them. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, be kind and try to work on a craft that I really enjoy and hopefully um, what I do, people find it somewhat amusing and useful. Yeah, and so like, yeah, final question, because we don't have much time, but, um, you know, is it during college that you realized you wanted to do it or did that go back all the way back to Bangladesh? Like, were you exposed to kind of American comics on TV who were you like, Oh shit, man, I got to go to school in the States and I got to do stand-up comedy. Uh, I never really thought about like that. I would end up doing stand-up. Like I started, you know, chemical engineering finished uh, college. And then um, after call, after like my, you know, nine to five job, I had like a lot of free time and I, I never really enjoyed having a lot of free time. So I thought I needed to <laughs> pick something up. <laughs> and uh, and I started doing comedy, and I was like, "This is the best." And yes, I kind of fell into it. Like, and, I, I, I'm glad you love it because it's also the hustle is an integral component to it. So, to the extent you wanted to fill up your your schedule with 15 mics a week or whatever, that's that's what you what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. So, like, it doesn't feel like work at all. Oh, I love that. I'd love to hear that. Well, Shafi Hossein, I'm going to be looking for your next episode. When's that going to be dropped? When is the next episode of Americanized going to be dropped? So Americanized, we're talking about immigration policies with Kalinga and Mitra dropping hopefully Tuesday. Oh, good. Good. And then the next penthouse comedy is going to be when? Uh, 8.20. On the 20th of August. August, yes. Cool. Well, that's so fucking great. Thank you so much for coming on, Shafi Hossein. Thank you, Brian, for having me. I hope to see you soon.